Hi everyone, this is the Bud Rebel Show, the one unique podcast that comes out with some brilliant new ideas, has very, very unique guests, and is willing to take things in a whole new direction. Today, my special guest is Carissa. Carissa is a well-known voice actress. She can do many different voices. We're going to hear a little bit about that. But she also has a very interesting background. So let's start with you, Carissa. You do voices. I do. I do. And how did this come about? Well, uh, ironically, I started out as a babysitter where I would tell children stories and I would act out the, uh, the characters that I was reading about. And ironically, many years later, I worked in a psychiatric unit. Not really the best segue, but hear me out here. Um, a lot of times the same techniques that I would have to use with kids to get them to listen to me and to understand what was going on, I had to do the same thing with my psych patients. And I had a few patients that were definitely very childlike as well. And I still remember there was one patient that I got her to take her medicine because she had a toy hippo. And I remember I made the hippo go, hello dear, it's time to take your medicine today. And then when she got better because she was taking her medicine, she would actually ask me to do the hippo voice. I think so. I, would, I think that's a good for everybody to take yeah. medicine. That voice is definitely appealing. <laughs> I, I might just take my medicine too. So, so you, that's how you got started. Now, from that level of working, I guess you work as a nurse. There. I do that too, yeah. Uh, so I so you, you started that and did you, where does that go? Do you just, do you have to get like a, a talent scout? How do you get to be known in the bit industry you might say? Well, um, that's the thing. I was kind of on and off with it for a bit. I did a lot of community stuff when I was younger and I got more into voice acting though, because, um, it just, I was saying to you before, you're not limited by your look and I always wanted to try it, but I really didn't know my ass from my elbow. I remember um, somebody took me on, on, of all places, on a Facebook group. And he explained to me like what equipment was uh, was best, um, how to uh, how to make a little tent for yourself, a box, so to speak, you know, without spending an arm and a leg on it, and how to also go about editing with um, Audacity was what he taught me with. But I know there's some other programs now. Uh, still struggling a bit with editing, but I remember uh, he had me voice a erotic novel, which my name is not on, mm, by the way. Wow. Um, <laughs> we didn't know we were going this direction, folks. Well, uh, that's, that's the thing. I didn't expect it to, but, uh, but I took it because it was a story of espionage. It just happened to have some, you know, sexy times. So, um, but I had a great time doing it, and I just wanted to continue as often as I could. And So do you have an agent that sends you sends it your stuff? How does this work normally? Um, well, I recently did get an agent, but she tends to be more for film. And I know it's this time of year. Uh, we're filming currently right before New Year's. Um, you don't get as much work as a lot of people do want to take off. What I'm trying to do for myself is to get uh, an agent that specializes more in voiceover. So that I'm still kind of getting to. But what I've realized is the best thing to do, at least in my experience, is to really put yourself out there. Keep your wits about you, because obviously if it sounds too good to be true, it's not, it's it's too good to be true. <laughs> but so I'm saying when you first, like, do you have like jobs that you did as voiceover work recently? Or, uh, or... Yeah, I actually, um, I did a few different things. I did, um, I did this um, audio story for, um, what was the place called again? Uh, how did I just forget it? I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't uh, worry about it. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's called The Place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, it's going to irk me now. Um, well, it was, it was you remember it after the podcast. Don't worry about it. But, uh, but I remembered I did that recently. I also did, um, I did a short film, uh, for, uh, Diagon Troll World, 
So uh, I'm getting back into it. Also, um, I've done a couple of like kid stuff on YouTube, which I think oh, is pretty cool. cool so. so what's your favorite voice? Ooh, oh, I've got a lot, but um, <clears throat> I really do seem to like some of the voices where I pretend to be someone that's much older than I really am and from another place, because when I do that, of course, I can embody a completely different character, of course. You know what's but, cool about that? Your yeah. facial expression actually changed as you did that too. <laughs> I just noticed that. Yeah, that's really cool. And what is what is the most unique voice that you would say you have? Oof, unique voice. Um, ooh, gonna put me on the spot here. <laughs> uh, I think my most unique voice is. Um, Let's hear it. I don't need to tell me. Let's hear it. Mm. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Where all your fantasy dreams come true. I speak like this, like I'm Russian woman, because I dated a Russian boy years ago, and I do this to annoy him. <laughs> he seemed to hate me for it. Uh, the, the, the damn Russians break my heart every time. You gotta be careful, the Ukrainians with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> so you also told me you're a nurse too. I am. That's how you make. I guess you make your money for this well, right it's now. Sur- it's my survival job, but it's right. also um, something that I really enjoyed. Uh, COVID kind of kicked my butt. Not even gonna lie but i'm one of many healthcare workers that have said that so so you worked during covid yes i did and yes i did and that was nobody knew what was going on then nobody did it was very much a shit show yeah and, and where did you worked at uh what the hospital you worked uh, at Staten Island university Hospital. wow yeah so i mean it was just guesswork basically it, it was uh it was a lot it was a lot and yeah uh, i was probably exhausting you know honestly yeah. There are people who think at that time, my whole philosophy mm-hmm. on who's the hero changed. Because yeah. it was like everyone was like caring about who hit a stupid ball, yeah. who sang a song. Mm-hmm. People like you yeah. came in and saved lives. Uh, and and honestly, no, but that's that should never be taken away. I mean, you, you didn't even know what you were going to face. Nobody knew. And, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe some colleagues didn't make it through. I don't know if you got sick during those times with COVID uh, yourself. I, Ironically, I I didn't get sick into with COVID until uh, summer of this past year. Wow. I I'm not quite sure how I got it. The only thing I could assume is that um, they started mixing uh, patients in our uh, unit, which we were all against. Where we would have some patients that were not COVID related, some patients that were, and we would have to keep them closed up in one of the rooms. And I remember we had a couple patients that were fairly able bodied, and they would just run out and be like, "I don't want to stay here. I want to go home." Like. They didn't have their mask on or anything. And of course we had to tell them like, no, 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 please. You can't be out here right now. And that's the only thing I could assume probably where I got it from. Cause I was being very careful otherwise. And even when I did go out and socialize, it was more like outdoor places or hiking. You know, I don't to this day can phantom it because mm-hmm. um, my father passed away. Not, I don't believe from COVID like mm-hmm. a month before that mm-hmm. he was, my brother came to see him. He lives by himself oh. and we did a test. He wasn't feeling well, no COVID. Yeah. Two days later on Sunday, I come to see him, COVID. Oh. He, nobody's seeing him. I mean, that we know, really. And so how does he get it? Does it come to air condition? It's a very strange thing. What really irked me personally with the whole COVID thing mm-hmm. is the government made these decrees mm-hmm. that were so like definite. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know. They, they had a definite degree, wear a mask. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just any mask. Yeah. You wore a cloth mask, you might as well just breathe normally. <laughs> Nothing. It's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't wear the mask right, mm-hmm. it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. People, I, I, to this day, I see people wearing the mask like like above there as a chin strap. That's, that's also kind of why I wish, I don't want to get political here, but 
that's kind of why I it's wish fine. We more, like political. <laughs> that's fine. I kind of wish that more medical professionals were, would be in politics because um, one of the things that I tried to tell people about all the things that were changing is that science changes quite a bit. Once we get new information, we're going to put it out there and say like, hey, guess what? Um, we found out this. So what we originally thought may not be necessarily the case. Uh, when you think about it, at one point, people used to use leeches to take blood out of people. Right. You know, and um, also, uh, what, uh, what was it? Well, every day they change. Like, when this is good yeah. for you, then this is not good for you. It, we find out more things. And it's fine. Yeah. But the, the way that it was done is mm -hmm. that this is the only way. The biggest thing with this vaccine, where you take this vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. Mm -hmm. And yet now it seems like people that took the vaccine are getting more COVID than not. And some people are getting sick. So it's like, I mean, I took the vaccines. Mm -hmm. I got to three and I just said, that's it. But the point of the matter is, it's just so much information that was incorrect. Yeah. Never saying we're sorry. Mm -hmm. Never seen the information change, just constantly. And so I really, the only one I trust, I trust doctors, yeah. but I don't really trust the government with any of this stuff. You know, I, I, I got to like balance it all out. You know, that's why today, by the way, we have 10 water. <laughs> this is not a commercial for them because they don't even have, they don't sponsor us yet, but there's supposedly a pH of 10, by the way, you want to try it later You're on. Basic. <laughs> yeah, 10. I've never seen 10. I saw 9.4. I never I've, saw 10. There's a I've 10 pH. Kind of thing yeah, before, I'm going to so try a little bit too. But if you don't mind, nope. such an opening. It's not salsa you, water. You're yeah, saying, but you probably shouldn't have shaken it either. Is it salsa? No. Well, no, but it, it like <laughs> shot out a little on this thing. So that's a 10, which is not the normal pH. Let's see if it tastes any differently or this bunch of hogwash. But so the thing is that, and like recently, since we're about, you know, cheers. medicine, cheers. You know, being considerate, I always thought was opening a door for somebody. You know, going to work when you're not feeling so great because mm -hmm. the other person's not there. Now, for some people, being considered as wearing this mask, mm -hmm. and yet for other people, I, I personally, I personally don't think. And this is a good question because I know you're a nurse a little bit. But I think wearing the same mask all day mm -hmm. is not that healthy. And the reason I say that is because there's dust that piles on the outside of the mask. You're much smarter than I am. Mm -hmm. And there's also dirt that piles on the outside of the mask. You wear the same mask, mm -hmm. especially in a dirty environment, yeah. and you're breathing less oxygen because the mask, as much as it's good, does mm -hmm. stop some of the oxygen flow coming in. So I think you can't, I don't think it's healthy to wear. I mean, some masks have filters, which is better. Mm -hmm. But if you're not breathing regularly, I don't think it's that healthy to wear all the time. I think there's a difference a bit. I think you're overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I get what you're saying about dust going on top, but that's kind of what we want. We would rather have dust on top than going into your lungs. Now, another reason why we wear masks when we're in the operating room and things like that is because, for all you know, like you were talking before about your brother seeing your dad and everything like that, you don't know what you came across. You might have been careful. You might have been doing great, but you don't know if like one other person screwed that up and was completely irresponsible. And I say this because at one point we had to report a nurse that came up from Florida that actively came in with COVID. Mm -hmm. She was incredibly symptomatic. She was hacking up a storm. And what she also did, which um, believe me, the hospital got in trouble for at one point, they have the uh, infrared uh, temperature sensors. Uh, she had a fever, but she didn't even use it. She just like walked right through and swiped her badge through. Nobody said anything. And of course, the patients that she had popped up with COVID, that mm. did not come there with COVID. So yeah. my whole point is, you know, one of the reasons why we kept on saying being considerate by wearing the mask is because you don't know what you came into contact to. Also, I've got a few friends that are immunocompromised. One of my good friends happens to be disabled, and uh, she obviously had to be extra careful with a lot of things. So that's kind of what we mean by being not. Being no, I understand yeah. about that. I'm not talking about you, but I'm just saying like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, again, it's sort of like, consider, when I'm saying that, that mm -hmm. thing, but consider it is like, again, 
I understand that some people want, if I'm around somebody, they want yeah. me to wear a mask, I wear the mask. You know, that's their thing. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Uh, but again, it's just, it's a personal thing. It's a, you know, no, it's a, it's it, a personal, yeah. it's almost like, again, people lost it. Nurses mm -hmm. who gave their life, yeah. again, for this whole thing, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, yeah. didn't want to take the vaccine, some of them, and lost their job. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the heroes. These are the, these are the people that did the uh, right thing. I mean, I mean, hold, hold on with that. I mean, again, I don't, I don't mean to shut you down or anything. That's fine. When you're taking care of somebody, pretty much everybody you have to assume in the hospital or in an inpatient care setting is a vulnerable population. Mm -hmm. And if you know, let's be honest here, we're, we have lives outside of the hospital. You know, we we do other things. If we, God forbid, came into contact with something and then brought it to somebody without knowing, I personally don't think I could live myself with that. So that was why it was a big thing to get the vaccine because the people that were once heroes became liabilities. Um, the idea that carrying around that. Yeah, but the idea now is that the vaccine didn't prevent it from spreading anywhere. I understand. And that's what I'm saying. So it, it helped, mm -hmm. supposedly, the person that got the vaccine yeah. from getting really sick, mm -hmm. supposedly, but didn't help transfer that to somebody else. So it's, it's just your own personal, what you think is good for you. It didn't help the person next door to you. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I understand where you're getting at. But there's something called herd immunity. Herd immunity would mean, let's say you're not vaccinated and everybody in this room is. Mm -hmm. Even though you technically don't have the antibodies to be immune to whatever thing we're talking about vaccinating, because everybody around you was vaccinated, you probably have little to no chance of getting it. We wanted herd immunity to happen and it did not happen. And unfortunately, you know, just like anything, a virus evolved. Right. So a lot of things that would have been a little more effective again, uh, effective if it didn't work out. All right. We're going to have to disagree on this if I can. <laughs> no, because no, I think also, also like the idea of herd immunity is the idea that everyone gets a little bit and generally goes away as a whole too. Is an, another option. That's a, that's a different type of immunity. Yeah. I know what you're, you're seeing with that. But, you know, but let's go to another medical issue that I've always, I'm curious about your opinion now that I know you have medical advice, not just voice of art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't know why this has not been done yet. By the way, we didn't talk about, um, did you take a sip of that 10 water yet? I did. Okay, what did you think of it first before we go on? What did I think? What, were you taking my show over? Well, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Well, no, because I mean, we, we cracked this open. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a, it's pleasant. I'm not tasting, I mean, I would, it's water. I don't well, know if yeah. it's, there's no like, there's no bitterness at end to it. At least it's like, it's, it seems a very purely pure water. I'm not finding anything extra into it, which I guess is good. Yeah, no, it's a, I don't know. I feel like there's something odd about it and I can't put my finger on it. Really? Yeah. Um... Maybe it's the lemon juice I put in earlier. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Now back to my other topic. I I yeah. do a segue here. Um, I I had a product I wanted, thought about inventing a long oh, time ago. Me. So one of the again, some of the products are good, some are bad. So it's keep you to think. But people take vitamins, they take medicines all their life, and we have our DNA. Okay. So I was thinking, why don't they have a medicine that you take, or not even medicine, a vitamin that you take, based on your DNA that you take for the rest of your life. And all your whole nine yards, because it's just you specifically. So if you're lacking, let's say, more vitamin E than someone else, or, you, or something else is wrong in your body, this will be you take to avoid all the symptoms. Mm. Um, you know what? It's not a bad idea, but I did see something similar. It wasn't the vitamin itself that was uh, catered to your uh, DNA, but it was basically where you answered some questions as to what you wanted to improve on. Are you feeling more tired? Are you feeling whatever? And... 
the company would say, okay, well, it looks like you're lacking vitamin D, you're lacking vitamin whatever. And it would send you single serve packs as to what you would need. Uh, your body does change over time. Your needs may change over time. So, I mean, I don't know if we could really get to that point of having it DNA based only, but then again, science can be very interesting. But not only that, but then you go to the extra level, maybe adding to that factor, maybe you do your blood, you send in the blood thing and you do every you know, a few months and then they change the formula based on the that other stuff. Be, going. That could be cool. I don't, like you said, like I said, I don't Molecular. think like we could have one pill itself that is specific to everyone's DNA. But I do think if, like you said, we maybe have some sort of test every couple of months or something. And we like modify that. The, we modify yeah, that we same modify. pill. I mean, it might be that's very expensive, but then you wouldn't have to, but you know, that's just gear. Well, that's probably why they did the single packs of like different vitamins for that one, one person. person. Instead of having to make like one new pill each time. Yeah, yeah. Know? But it means, you know, who wants to take 20 million pills? That's a little bit of a problem. Oh, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Nobody does. I think that's also why the whole single packs came in. So it just looks less intimidating. Right. You know? That's it. That's <laughs> definitely it. Now, going back to your voiceover work. Yes. Interesting. What's going on now with acting mm-hmm. is that they want certain people, like people that let's say have um, African Americans to play African Americans, and, and people, and so now they don't they don't only call cultural appropriation. You might yes. say. Yes. Do you think that's how going to have a problem with your voice of work? I mean, idea. Let's say you have to play an, an yeah. African. Your voice of work. You have characters African American inner city. Now they're going to find it offensive that you know. Obviously, I don't. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know your heritage, but it doesn't look like you have an African American heritage. Uh, Would that be? I've been or, mistaken for being Russian before. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's, and the whole idea of acting yeah. and voiceover work is to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I get that because that's kind of why I got into acting in the first place, just because I liked being able to slip into a different persona. Um, I think the cultural appropriation. I think it kind of goes beyond acting a bit. I only say this because I remember. Um, do you remember that time when a lot of straight male actors were portraying gay actors, mm-hmm. uh, portraying gay characters? Nobody had a problem with that at the time. Some people claimed that it was noble to uh, portray a gay man if you were actually straight in real life. Um, but I know some people are saying, well, it's not that that actor did a bad job or whatever. It's just that there are actually gay people. There are actual black actors or whatever that would probably benefit from actually doing the job. And we need more uh, variety in the industry. I think that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah, but you know, it's interesting. And I thought about today with Mm -hmm. music. Yeah. You know, is it like when we listen to country music, do we have to really be like a Southerner? Are we cultural appropriating Mm -hmm. that? Or we listen to hip hop, do we have to be from the inner city? It's just, it's like, if I eat Italian food, do I have to be Italian? I mean, it's, it's like, can we just like, like when I'm hiring somebody because I made a film and, and even work and honestly mm-hmm. in life and I'm conservative politically, you might know that, mm-hmm. but I never care where background, history, yeah. you do the job, you do the job. Of course, of course. And if you're a good actor, but if I have to worry that I have to have this person do this character and, I have to, and I'm again, doesn't mean that that person who is quote a gay person would be a great, great actor, yeah. but maybe you want to have more of a story yeah. of a person. So I just feel it's it's limiting, the no, no, and I, not I only that, it, yeah. and not the only thing. The other part I, I have a problem with, honestly, again, is that am I getting the job because I'm black or because I'm gay, yeah. <laughs> or am I getting the job because I'm really talented? Well, that's also another thing to consider. You're um, you're not a major Hollywood company. You know, you've got obviously a pretty great show, obviously some wonderful followers, but you know, when it comes down to it, me and you were indie folk. You know, mm-hmm. we only have a certain amount of people within our reach that we can find. Um, 
and also I live in I live in Staten Island. You know, I live in a pretty small town. So unfortunately, the issue with small town is that you get a lot of people from the same background or similar to you. So you don't really get that variety. So it's not on you, believe me. But um, somebody in like Hollywood where they got agents to go everywhere, like they could probably afford to go searching a little more. Like obviously it's a different thing. You, you know? know, I understand that. And I think a lot of it is also with everything is who you know and who oh, like friends, you know? Absolutely. And that's and that's even with, you know, like if you get connected with somebody who whatever, you become friendly with them, then you get much more roles yeah, than you normally would get. And and that's another part of the industry too. Just be like, I guess that's why there's always a lot of parties in Hollywood, so. And also how many times have you seen the same director work with the same actors over and over? Uh, it's for a reason. Yeah, I, I think also, like again, we made two films that we did recently and I- I'm actually gonna have a little more of this uh, Tens Water Yeah, we're gonna try that. <laughs> We made two films recently, and when I did it, I told the people that when I made the film, I want to use the same people. And be, and part of it is because you know what they can do. Absolutely. And you're not going to have starting from scratch and have mm -hmm. maybe the issues you might have with someone else you don't know. Yeah. So you know what their skills are. So that's another feature of why you would do that. You know, uh, and it doesn't blow. Reliability is a very big thing in this industry. Partially, yes, who you know, but also reliability because, like you said, every industry. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. I mean, that's if you know someone's going to be there and all the time be with you, that's and that's you know, a, that's someone. You can expect them to deliver. Right. Yeah, I remember that recently when again when I did a film that that my first film all screwed up and there was this guy that would sit in the car every day. Never all, but it was just an extra. He would just sit there every day, just come okay. in. The first one, so I gave him I gave him some lines because he was there. You know, he was actually there. He cared. He got the role. You know, just that's it. You know, and I, I you it's it's funny because. People are, they want something mm -hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. But do they, once they get it, do they really want it afterwards? You know, that's sometimes How many people have you given something to and you realize like, yeah, they wanted something, but they didn't want the work or responsibility exactly. to keep it going, you know? Now, how about this one? How about this for you? Now, I see you do voiceovers, I right? Do. I do, yeah. So one of my other ideas I have, similar to, oh, very interesting, mm -hmm. is dog TV. With a channel just for dogs. Okay. So, so... I don't know whether dogs like certain voices. I think they do. They like high-pitched voices. So mm. if there was a show, you'd have to do the high-pitched voice and the dog would come to watch TV. Maybe very famous with the dogs. That would, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I'm not quite sure like what works on the, you know, frequency with dogs, but I mean, that, that could be fun. Cause I mean, no, 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 hear me out, hear me out. Mm. One of my friends, um, she has two cats that she adopted. Every time she leaves to go oh, to sorry, work. Oh, sorry, we don't like cats. Yeah, well, oh, no, I, I don't. don't. Okay, I'm, just I, sure. I'm, not, I'm not okay. a cat person. Okay, I'm just making sure about that. I, I, God, I'll tell you a story later. <laughs> I, I, I try, the only time I've ever had cats was I was doing a friend a favor and I realized I was completely in over my head. I, um, my friend, uh, Heather, she, she's the friend I told her about who's disabled. Uh, when she was moving from one apartment to the other, um, her new apartment was not going to be ready for like a good two, three months. So she decided to stay with her dad until the new apartment became available because her old place was getting sold. She had two cats. Her father did not want the cats anywhere and she was really worried about where she was going to put them. And I said, well, if you can't find a place, I'll take them. She's lucky. I love her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the thing. They, they weren't bad. Like they were affectionate, which was, was nice. Um, well, at least one of them was the other one just liked me cause I fed him. But, uh, but I still remember, God damn the hair. Like I found like a good month after I was done, I was cleaning my place up and I found hair like on top of my cabinet. And I'm like, how did this get up there? They didn't even climb up there. Wow. <laughs> That is, that's, yeah, that's another reason not to get cats. But it also, the thing about they cats. They knocked everything off my windowsill and I have a lot of plants up and there. The, and also, to me, cats are so sneaky. 
They're I'm- so sneaky. And you just like, you turn around <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they're there. You don't even know they were there. And it's like that. And then even when they're affectionate, they're that dry tongue that's like creepy. You know, and they want to do your favor. Oh, no, no, it didn't, it didn't lick me, the affectionate one, but she would do. You ever see cats when they, quote, make biscuits? Uh, I don't know if I want to put this on the no, show. No, not that kind of thing. So what they do with their paws is they go like this to you, and every so often, like, you feel their claws, like, poking at you. It's almost like they're kneading you. Wow. Yeah, like, I've seen them do it on, like, pillows and stuff, but I remember one of the cats, like, she comes up to me, and I could tell she was hungry, too. She would always, like, you know, rub her head on me, and I'm like, oh, how cute. Then suddenly I feel claws poking me, and I'm like, oh, ow, 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 what the, no! So, <laughs> so let's see right yeah. now. Can you give us a little voiceover, cat? Maybe Garfield. Let me push you on the spot. Really, no, I can't quite do Garfield, but um, let's just see a cat. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not like cats. Do a cat and a dog, if you don't mind. Well, darling, I've seen some. Uh, hmm. I see you haven't changed my litter box yet today. Hmm. Ooh, a puny human. I need to find another one. I think I'll just knock over this precious item that looks breakable. And dogs, on the other hand, super affectionate. I've had dogs yes. all my life. Um, That's right. And yeah. the thing about dog, the reason I'm going to go back to the dog TV is that mm-hmm. you you want, you feel sorry for your dog. You can't give them all the attention yes. you want. Yes. So if you watch it for the TV show and you feel like maybe they'll watch and they'll, like maybe, maybe you'll watch it with them. Mm-hmm. And then you would have the ads. Of course, people would buy all the of dog course, toys yeah. and all the stuff. You know, so but it's like gives you a break, and you feel like they're doing something fun. So, what what voiceover job would you do mm. for the dog TV? For a dog, let me see, maybe something because uh, you said high pitched. You want for the dog? I think the dogs like the high, a little bit of high pitch. Well, well, they like they like they love barking. How many times? I, I got a few dogs in here, so don't bark too much. How many times have you like gone up to them and be like, "Oh, how cute are you? You're so adorable!" <laughs> like, like I could see that being on there so uh, a lot of the times. Right. And that's, oh, that was, sorry, I completely deviated from what I was saying before. That's right. So what I was saying about, um, I have a friend who has cats, who anytime she had to leave her home, she would turn on the nature documentaries, in particular ones with birds. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling the cats were looking at it like they were going to hunt on the freaking TV here. But um, wow. I kind of think, now that you mention it, why can't we do that with dogs? Because I remember um, I actually fostered um, our camera woman's dog, uh, Chaos, who was his name. And uh, when I had to go to work, I had to put him in the crate and I felt really horrible for doing that because I was like, I don't want to leave this poor guy in a cage for hours at a time. That's freaking terrible. But I realized if I didn't, he was going to completely wreck the place. <laughs> but um, but that's the thing. I kind of wonder if I had something like that for him that might have you know, made it's, stay a little and bit. It, and, I, and it, there's a show on Christmas people used to watch. I don't know if they still watch it. It was really popular with the log. log? Yeah. The log, yeah. And I think it's just a log burning. I've never watched I it. I guess it's just to give the, you know, that, that comforting thing that fire on a log can bring when you're in a so, place with no chimney. I guess so. You know, and I mean, there's so many things with dogs. So I think, and you can, like, you can do other things too. I mean, I'm sure you probably could have like dogs running around, you have games for parents, people to watch. Because it's like oh, you. you know what, you, what your idea reminds me of? Do you remember Baby Einstein? I think so. You can so. tell I was a babysitter for a long time. Yes. Um. Yeah, so what, what they would do on Baby Einstein's is, like, they would show toys going around or, like, colors going or something, and maybe they'd have classical music playing in the background. But mm-hmm. the kid I was babysitting, this little infant, um, her parents told me, they were like, look, if you want her to calm down, just sit her in front of the TV, turn it on. She loves it. And I'm looking, and I'm like, what is she loving for? Like, I remember at one point they had, like, the, the uh, you know, the drinking birds that, like, dip their head in the water. They had one of those going. Then they had classical music on in the background. And I'm just sitting there like, this is such a simple idea. 
why didn't I think of this? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the simplest ideas well, were the best. You never I'm know. I'm thinking about it. If you could do something that you know a dog would like or sounds of the dog. And then, well, it has to be for the people, yeah. too. Yeah. And the people got to watch it, too, with them. Well, like, like half I mean, the kids. Half the the kid, baby ice side, no, the parents ain't watching. They're just like, okay, calm down and do whatever you want. Oh, I used to, but, but then there was like SpongeBob that you could watch forever with kids. Oh, well, there, there was a lot of shows, I feel like, back when I was younger that had a lot of adult humor in them, but yeah. it just slid under the Right, right, right. Which yeah. yeah, if you could do that with the dogs, you and the dogs. If you're a parent, the dog's not going to understand anyway, so you're pretty much <laughs> safe on that one. And, um, you know, I was going to say, so when you're doing, like, the, the voiceover work, what's your main goal? Do you want to be in a film? What's your whole... Oh, I've, got, I've got actually quite a few goals. Um, I would love to voice a novel that's, you know, like I said, I did do a spy novel, but I'd like to do something very fantastical and mystical. Um, think, like, Lord of the Rings type deal. And um, I would love to do an animated feature. So those are my two goals. Interesting. Um, and you know, it's funny you mentioned about the animated feature. I'm involved, by the time the show comes out, probably, I'm involved in an NFT. Oh, um, the non-fungible token? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's one that's a that's coming out, supposedly. That's, they're using that. When you buy the token, it's going to allow you to be get money for the... And they're, trying to, they're using it for an animation they're trying to produce. Oh, okay. So, and that's similar to what I had. I invented a product with my my associate Jack, mm -hmm. a star coin, which is a, which is a little different. It's a token oh, like also. Oh, crypto type? Thing? Yeah, it's a little different because it's really about experiences. So, well, first thing we did is we went skydiving. Ooh. So then you do different, you want to, and you try to have friends that do different things. I'm, okay. I'm actually planning to go to California with it that coming up nice. soon. But we're not going to do like ordinary things. We want to do something that's a little more bizarre so it stays in your legacy with, and you start building a community of friends and you start doing things more fun and oh, exciting. Okay. We evolved in, we evolved in a film with Starcoin that hopefully get distribution. The money come back for the film will come back to that. Same thing with this NFT coin, the cartoon thing. If it does well, the people that participated in it, I think we'll get some monies back on it. So it's a fun way to do it. And now with the markets being so bad right now. It's... Uh, you know, somebody told me that um, recessions are where the most millionaires are made. Yes. Because if uh, if you can get something while it's low and you just Be want patient. to play the waiting game. Because, you know, if it's quick, it's probably not going to stay long. Anyway. No, it's, it's, it's easier to catch the bottom and just hang out there and hope the wave pushes it up. But a lot of that's the thing is people are scared and they don't know when the yeah. bottom is and you got to wait. You know, yeah. I mean, just sort of, I don't know, Tesla was at, I don't know what the show was going to be at, but it was like 103 and yes. now it's 120 yeah. again. So I think they, they hit that bottom peak, um, you know? Yeah, I don't know if, I, I mean, they might come back because Tesla's got a lot of fans, but I'm not sure only because um, I do have a friend who is, she's super smart. She works for GM. She does a lot of technology-based things. She's a software engineer. Mm -hmm. And I asked her at one point, if I ever got money, uh, should I buy an electric car? And I said, which one? And she goes, anything but Tesla. And I was like, oh, why? And she goes, no, trust me. She started naming all the things that were going wrong with it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll keep driving my beat-up Honda. <laughs> That's interesting because, yeah. you know, again, it's like the Apple, you know, they have fans. Yeah. And people love their products. And so it's mm -hmm. once you get that base that really loves your products and you keep coming out with that same thing oh yeah it's hard they, i think they should be i think they should be around for a while i'm i'm, I'm betting on them yeah i think i'm betting on you elon <laughs> don't steer me wrong okay you know you what's know? interesting though but you were saying about like having you know a fan base and everything like for a product or whatever um god i was having a conversation with my father about <laughs> um i do not have an iphone i have a google pixel i like it um i'm not super techie but i enjoy it but my, my dad was talking about how 
you know, the Apple phones are the best ones. And I said, not necessarily. And he goes, how could you say that? He gets emotional. Yeah. He's like, how could you say that? It's the highest selling this. I said, dad, you know what the two highest, most beers that are selling in the United States are? Bud Light and Coors Light. Mm. They are also the worst quality beers you could ever have. That's funny. Bring it up. So that's the thing. I know sometimes people think if it sells, it's good, but sometimes it sells because it's cheap and people can get their hands yeah. on it. So, you that know. reminds me that I, there's a Billy Joel song. Used to, I had, that was when I first found out music, basically. Mm. I was having a discussion with somebody and he was like, you know, I said, oh, this, you know, it's popular. It's going to be a really good song. And then he like put on a Billy Joel song. And it was like, it was like blew my mind that yeah. this music, I never got popular. Yeah. You know, so you never know what's going to be like the hot song. What's going to be, it's, you know, sometimes what's, what's popular is not the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. And because they also got, they got to try to do it for the largest audience. Yes. That's sure. the problem also, you know, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that, you know, like we were saying before about when you make something mm-hmm. like with this whole thing with the, with. Yep. Elon Musk and they have problems. These companies, a lot of times, the biggest problem is they don't admit they made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And, Honestly, um, that's and, the thing. Uh, he, I, I know a lot of people hate him for that, where it's like he's always right, he's always right. But, but it's it's. Yeah. But I bet that's what I think we need in the next candidate for president. Forget your politics for a minute. No, Imagine if you have a presidential candidate mm-hmm. who just said, "I screwed up. I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to make it better. I'm going to do things right." And I'm just, can you imagine, let's start with that character of just yeah. being able to say, you know, hey, we're going to do better. You know, I, I, this is not what I'm, I was hired to do. And we don't get that. And I don't understand that should be like mm. one of the first things. Never have that. You know what? And, and, and they're so afraid to say that. that. Yeah. I would love that, but it's just, I don't think we're ever going to get that, unfortunately, because I, um, I, I think that it's become, at least what I've seen, it's become a. It, it, it's almost like sports fans are watching uh, politics now. Like you have to go for your team and that's it. And I have noticed that there are some people that are, you know, saying to Biden, like, look, we liked him for X, Y, Z, but we don't like, you know, ABC. And I do think that's a more healthy view than just saying, all right, I have one person in the in the hot seat right now and everything he says is right. Um, I agree with it. Da, 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 da. Hmm. I don't think that's good regardless yeah, of what side you're on. And funny. I think everyone's so into that now. No, it's funny because that's on the opposite side. Like, again, I was for Trump and it's all like Trump. But when he screwed up that thing with Mm -hmm. that uh, anti-Semitic thing, they were like, defend it, defend it. I'm like, no, I'm not defending it. I mean, you had these people here. You shouldn't have had them. That was a mistake. He should have apologized. That was it. He should have said, I'm sorry. And that's one of the things. I'm just saying, it's so easy for me to say. The problem is, though, the problem is that if you say you're sorry, Mm -hmm. then maybe the other side grabs you and attacks you. But you know what? People, I think people would respect yeah. it a lot more if you just said, if I, I made a mistake. Initially, I was going to say what you said, like the other side grabs you. I think initially, yeah, they might. But I don't think they would have much of a leg to stand on, regardless of anybody who does that. Yeah, I think, I think that. Over I think, time, like, you'll get forgiven. Yeah, and, and I think that if you just do it honestly, straightforward, and just move on, you know, we did this the wrong way, and let's, let's do this the right way. You know, I think they would, I had to do that so much at work. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't understand why we don't have that. Uh, well, you know, I mean, guys, I think, I wish you know, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully the next presidential candidate out there, you'll look for someone who's willing to say the two words, I'm sorry, once in a while, mm-hmm. you know, that'd be helpful. Yeah. So any exciting plans for New Year's? Um, oh, I'm sorry. This is our New Year's show, but it's probably coming out after New Year's. So um, what I hope to be doing in the future uh, is um, 
immediately I do plan to go see a couple friends on New Year's Eve and all that. I actually have New Year's Day off this year. Woohoo. Wow. So I'm gonna enjoy myself and I may or may not have a couple glasses of wine. I don't drink very often. So right, you can have you can have an extra one. Yeah. yeah you but, should... um, I'm also planning on uh not really New Year's plans, but I'm planning in the future I want to start traveling again. Oh. Uh, so that's what this twenty twenty three is gonna be about for me, just saving as much money and uh getting the hell out of here every so often and seeing some new places. That's so. great. So, Carissa. Before we start, why don't we pour this sure. okay, drink we, that I don't know the name of. This is a Steve's Yerbo Matt. Anybody want to sponsor me out there for drinks? I'm spending my money on this. <laughs> We're going to try this one. You know, um, if we ever decide to do this again, um, I do a lot of, like, I did a lot of brand ambassador stuff with wines and stuff. So I'm the Chaim, sure they say. We yeah. can make it all fancy, smancy if you want. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to ask you if you don't get it too... Um, Personal. I mean, we talked about being a nurse and with COVID. I've had patients tell me some very inappropriate things, so trust me. I no, no. I just wanted. I just want to know. Yeah. I mean, it, it must have been torturous. I mean, I'm, I don't know why when it began and people were dying around you. Yeah. How did you deal with that emotionally, and and how did you? I mean, do, I don't know if you knew people that. You, I mean, how did you deal with the whole thing? Families were coming. Families weren't allowed to come in initially. I mean, how did you deal um, with that whole? part of your life well we did what we could i know if um we were lucky enough to discharge a patient um you know i'm gonna take a sip of this before i start getting all emotional <laughs> it's Ooh, good that's Speech nice right. yes i do like peach so that's good very happy but um <clears throat> but uh one of the things that we did was uh normally when we're discharging somebody we would have maybe the person who they're going home with uh, maybe the family around them and say hey look these are the meds you're gonna take Here's your follow-up appointments. Please go to them. Here's what you can and can't do post-surgery. Here's what you can and can't mix medication. You know, we do an education. Um, I was doing that over the phone with a lot of people. Because we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want somebody to, God forbid, bring something in that we didn't know about. Because, you know, we were all scared. We were trying to err on the side of caution here. Um, I freaking hate doing the post-mortuary care. Because I had to do it so many goddamn times. That's when you actually have to bag the body, clean it up, and everything like that. And... You know, there there was one patient that I remember in particular, and that hit me so hard. Um, he did have he was starting to get dementia to begin with, but he kept saying that he wanted to leave because he was a father of five girls. He was a girl dad, and every day the family one of the one of the daughters would call around ten o'clock, and um, one of my PCAs calls me and she goes, "You got to get in here." And I was like, "What's wrong?" So I got up, and she goes, "I think he's dead," and I look and I was like. Oh, He's dead. Like I, I was, I was just so numb at that point where I was just like, God damn it, another one. And I said, okay, let's just get the kit. We're going to clean him up. We're going to fix him up. We're going to call, um, we're going to call the morgue to take him out of here. And then in the middle of when we were doing it, the phone starts ringing and never in my life did I think a phone call was going to be like painful to hear. And obviously I'm looking at my PCA buddy, uh, patient care assistant for those that don't know. Um, and I just looked up, I was like, we can't answer that. We can't answer that. And we just had to let it ring. But God, I never thought something like that was what was going to like get Hit me. Because I knew who's on the other end, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, I guess you see it up front, you know? And 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 I just had a recent passing of a very close friend of, of, of my family and stuff. But it just was weird because I haven't got like that emotional burn because mm -hmm. it doesn't seem real because she just like one day she's fine next to she's yeah, not and, we see him decline and i and I, I didn't see anything it was just perfectly you know healthy you know and then they're not there the next day and it's like i'm not accepting the dead maybe in my head it's except when i so, except when closure. you see the family 
Um, you know, that's the only thing. So I think I heard that's why they do the open casket funerals because it almost gives you closure to see like they're there. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just weird because I'm, you know, I worked with this person for thirty years, and now yeah. they're not there, and it's just like. Pfft. So it's a strange it's a thing. System. Yeah, and and it and I still I guess and I every time I go to work I still think in some, my I guess in some way that I'm a seer next to me whatever. But it's just very very odd. Um, and you had to deal with that. And it's just like and I mean that was so I mean there were a lot of at the beginning lost uh, quite a few family member a little, a little before and during. Um, my grandfather actually died July of 2020, and um, nobody can tell me different. He hung on just because he didn't want to die on my birthday. Wow. He was an awesome guy. Wow. I miss him so much. Um, but funny story, because I cannot be serious forever. <laughs> uh, so just to give you an idea of the trauma that went through my family, my uncle died first, which was my nanny and papa's son, uh, my mother's brother. And I kind of think that's what caused my grandmother to go into a big depression. You know, right. expect to lose your kid, especially sure. when sure. you just made 90. Um, six months later after he died, uh, she passed away. My grandfather held out for like three years after, and I could tell he was very lonely. He had um, his home health aide, uh, Katie. That was his companion. He was not dating after that. I don't think you want to in your 90s. But um, Wow, that's like a story of my father too. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you about them. I could talk about them for hours. But uh, I remember around the time we were burying my grandmother, my uh, my. I can't believe this is going to be a funny story. No, 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 hold on. Stay with me now. So... My father, my mom and dad asked them, like, you know, do you do you want to keep the plots that you have uh, where they are? Or do you want to see if you could move it closer to where we had to bury our Uncle Gary? And uh, my grandfather just casually goes, oh, well, we got those plots because it was close to the bathrooms. And I just remember my dad goes, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. You picked where you were going to get buried because it was close to the bathrooms? And I just remember my pop was like, well, we figured we're not using it, but if anyone wants to come visit, like, the bathrooms are right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was so like, oh, God, even in death you're thinking of us. How sweet. Because <laughs> I remember nice. actually visiting my grandfather's grave, and I look, and I'm like, the bathrooms are right there. It's very convenient. Very nice. Uh, Next time, maybe a restaurant, too. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would, knowing him. So. <laughs> I wanted to end the note today to everybody that this New Year's, I, I pray that God willing, this will be a great New Year's. I, I know we've all been having difficult times in, in all different aspects of our lives. Some it's economically with the inflation and interest rates situation, and some emotionally, maybe losing a loved one. I, it's or or just just things not moving the right way. And all I can say is that there's a new year coming, and and God willing, things will be a lot brighter and happier, and and you'll see success where you never thought it can happen. So keep your eyes open, and this is going to be a great year. Thank you for joining us for the Bud Rebel Show, and hope to see you soon again. Thank you. Bye bye.